1: So, welcome down to this bonus episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. In this episode, me and Guy are walking 18 holes to raise awareness and money for Mind Charity, which is a mental health charity. If you want to get involved, I'll put a donation link down below. You'll find out a little bit more about why we're doing this at the start of the podcast. Quick disclaimer the audio on this podcast isn't brilliant and the reason being we're out on the golf course so we've got wind you've got outs- outdoor factors so bear with it we've had to cut out probably about five minutes of really bad audio we we're out there for about an hour 13 minutes so we've cut a little bit out of it so there might be some weird jumps but either way sit back and enjoy this bonus exclusive episode of the Rick Shields golf show podcast welcome back to an exclusive version of the Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Shields, and we're out on location today with producer Guy. Now, if you don't quite know what's happening, we did a normal podcast earlier on this week, and uh, now we are going to embark on a Walk 18 podcast because uh, we said we'd do it last week, and if you don't know what it is, basically through the month of February to raise awareness and money for mental health, charity mind... I'm taking my golf clubs out, putting them on the bike and walking roughly 7,000 yards, which is around the golf, so four miles, um, to raise money, raise awareness. Currently, as I'm filming this right now, we've raised 26 grand, which is amazing. Thanks so much, everyone it's, that's uh, contributed and shared it. And Guy said, well, next week, I'll come and join you. So we're at Marriott Wurzer Park. Um, as I say, we've just recorded the podcast down here, and then we are... I actually did this walk last week, Guy, and because of all the... There's a path that walks all the way around the golf course. It actually was only... It was actually 16 holes once I'd done all the paths. So, we're going to start here on the third today and walk around to 18.
2: So, it's not technically walk 18, we don't tell anyone.
1: Well, it is because between holes and stuff. If you were to yeah, literally walk from T to green on every hole, it would be roughly that. Third hole, name... Uh, people would know this one on a lot of the videos we've filmed a lot of videos on here name the what do you think the most famous video we filmed on this
2: hole is I'm going to set the scene first of the hole so it's uh it next one. One. Yeah. it's the hardest it's, hole in the it's golf course quite, quite a long par four off the very back tees it's a super tight tee shot with trees left and right you kind of can half bail out right but there's there is a lot of trees down there early on there's two videos that come to mind and i'm going to say to you gold driver and i'm always going to say straight ball You've got one of them correct. Is straight ball not right? Straight ball is correct. Oh, it was goal-, goal drive was the first. Which is really rare.
1: It is. Like, we've hardly ever filmed any videos on the first tee, because obviously the first tee of a golf course is pretty busy, and somehow we managed to film goal drive, we went on the driving range first, and then we filmed it on the first hole. So oh, I would say I would say number one is definitely straight ball video, we did that on this tee, Um and then weirdly, one that stood out to me was when I played 18 holes and counted every shot, and a group let like us through on this hole, and I, hit it, right. I hit it and the trees right, it. <laughs> and then he tweeted me, I chipped out and hit the tree, it bounced out, I chipped it from another group, anyway I walked off with double bogey, I was playing through a group of four golfers, and one of them actually took a picture and tweeted me later, and I kept it in the video because it was a genuine double bogey, uh, I was that- not... That's the one that stands out to me. I remember this tee when I used to play as a, as a junior. I wasn't a member here, but I used to come here every now and again. Remember that tee just being the scariest tee because when you could only hit it like 200 yards, or probably not even that far, dead, dead, dead tight tunnel.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. When you, I sometimes think that when I go back to golf courses now that I used to play as a junior, there were certain points where a tee shot was a monster if it got to said point. And now you go and play and it's like a 5-iron or yeah. a 4-iron or something. You can't believe the difference. Yeah, it's mad.
1: Um, if you are listening to this as well, we're actually filming this as well, Matt. Our uh, new cameraman's filming this. So if you, uh, you want to watch some of it, bits of it, check out the second channel on Rick Shields Golf Show on YouTube as well. So you can see how cold we are. Because I've currently got four layers on my top. Two layers underneath. Two layers underneath? I've got, like, t- that tights on, what are they called? Like, like long john What are they called? Like, Under- um, yeah. <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> well, effectively, three layers. Talk you know. about
2: the shoes. Why have you gone for walking boots? You like them? I don't know, really. It's just...
1: Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, because I feel like I'm walking instead <laughs> of playing golf. Yeah. They keep my feet dry and they keep my feet warm.
2: Fair enough.
1: I have done it with trainers, though. When I, when I go in the streets normally... We're not going to get as many funny looks today, because when I've been doing that out on the go- on the streets of where where I live, you do get some funny looks. But
2: it's almost worse here, because people think we're breaking the rules by playing golf. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we're not going to get looks like that's random. We're going to be getting people looking at us thinking, what are those two idiots doing on the golf course with a set of golf clubs?
1: <laughs> and we have got permission to walk around here today, so I can imagine somebody ringing up and uh, complaining. So we've just walked the length of the first hole, and we've got effectively... 15 more well, to go You know do
2: my head in Big time so This is a new bag That I've got But it's exactly the same As my old bag so It's a black Nike bag Dead simple Love got it got the same base. bag I've got the same bag as you But I can't get my straps How I like them So I'm concerned That, that My right strap Is too saggy Which means my club I like my clubs Being high yeah. up I, I, It doesn't really make sense For what I'm trying to say But my clubs being high up You like your club Head angle? Yeah, yeah. Angled down I'm not a fan of that I think for me It doesn't matter How good you are at golf Or what clubs you've got that's obviously, not everybody can have the best clubs and stuff, but I'm, I'm very big on the presentation of the clubs. Yeah. So clubs in the right slots, driver obviously at the top and putter at the top, down to irons, down to wedges. Ideally, kind of quite clean. I know you're not the biggest fan of clean clubs, are you?
1: I, I kind of swap them before I clean them. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, no, I do like clean clubs. The only thing I don't like is really, really clean clubs... And then going into a like important round
2: of golf. So I've got tightly two hundred irons. There's so somebody coming now, so this could be awkward. Um, I remember once you said you thought these were chunky. Tell me that you did. Was I using blades at the time? Possibly, but well, that is not a chunky iron, is it? No, it's a nice looking
1: iron. It's not my. Th- you know what I don't like about it? One. It's slightly too rounded on the edges. Yeah, like the slightly rounded here near the neck. So, the guys got Titleist T 100s Bar that, literally, that corner of the club is the only thing I so don't li-
2: like. I'm not normally a massive fan of rounded Club, but basically, the reason I've got these was I was as a dual as a how old would I have been? Maybe in my early twenties. I had Titleist uh, AP two second hand, and I absolutely loved them. They were kind of small enough that they looked nice behind the ball but not super unforgiving. And I actually bought them, believe it or not, secondhand. They were half an inch longer, and about three degrees upright. So I cut them down, got them bent, so they were kind of more like a standard set. And then when I worked for Nike, I obviously had to use Nike clubs. So the Nike Pro Combo irons, which again, I loved. But they were bigger, weirdly. They were still a kind of a player's iron, but quite chunky. So I swapped to these. The only downside to these, well not downside to these, but to golf equipment, I can't see why I'd ever need to replace these. Other than just fancy a new set. Yeah. They are they're,
1: they're a nice looking set.
2: They're small enough, they're forged, they're quite traditional lofty. I think the pitching wedge is 46, which I was got the pitch and wedge, which is a couple of degrees stronger than traditional standard. But, overall, I like them. So we're full watts in the bag, start putter, work up to the big dog. Okay. Hutter, I have actually one of your ones but spider x tailor-made spider x which i must say i absolutely love it's a copper version which i'm not a fan of the color is a bit nasty really i would prefer that in black the blue one's quite nice and the white one's quite good
1: you yeah, have all different colors now i think you so can
2: custom them as well, well i yeah. think it's the bigger one you can custom i'm not sure but i like it because it's really stable it's actually not face balance which i think it would be it's like toe hang behind the Look, just it's when you stroke with this putter, it just feels like proper square. I like that feeling. It might look just to something I've seen from a brand this year that's coming out, which I can't say just yet. So it could take out the bag. You think? I think you know what I'm talking about. It's a similar shape. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: yeah.
2: um, wedges. This is something I really need to do swap this year, and I don't want to at all. Other than the the grooves are worn out. I've got two wedges, Nike, still in the bag, 58 degree and a 54 degree in the end gauge, the rusty ones. A little while ago, I got a, um, what are they called? Like a little screw squim- sharpener. No, no, um, like a wire wool brush. Oh yeah. Took all the rust off them. I don't really know why I did that. But look at that head shape. That is my gut. Dead square leading edge, which I love. I hate wedges with a rounded Aye. leading edge. Dead See, square I, lead I, that edge. looks
1: too straight to me. I feel like I would dig that in the floor too much, but oh, I adore
2: it's... them. So, got two of those, and I really do need to swap them. I said the grooves are pretty what, horrendous what, now. What would you go with wedges? I feel like vokis are a safe shout, but there's no wedge at the minute that I absolutely get drawn to. I'd no. love to just replace them. Um, Volky, yeah, possibly. If you could get, get two
1: brand new ones of those,
2: would you? Yeah, hundred percent. But the guy that worked for Nike called Mike Taylor, who was at the head club guy. He's got a brand called Artisan Golf. Oh, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. You have seen it. Well, I think T-J-J-P- you just put them
1: in. Um, Jason Day.
2: Yeah, well, that's, it's all the old Nike people often. And Patrick Reed. Yeah. They look sick. Obviously, I'm going to get them, but I'd like them. Irons-wise, I've got AP, and no, I've not, T100s. Wedge to three iron. Three iron's not really in the bag properly, though. But with these, and I'm not a big shaft head, but I love this shaft. It's the Project Dex PXI 6.5, so it's extra stiff but the light, I think they're about 118 grams. This is a bit nerdy, I know. <laughs> but I feel like they're stable, but you can swing them quite fast. Grip-wise, I love having the same grip on everything. Multi-compound, Golf Pride. Have you got on no, all the clubs? On every club. White and black, or black and white, whichever way. I don't know why, but I like having all the same grips and everything. It does make a difference I'm, I'm, to me.
1: Yeah, I'm not that bothered.
2: Then I've got, this is one of my favorite clubs again, one of yours, which you're definitely never getting this back. <laughs> This is a two iron, Mizuno MMC Fly High MP18. It's absolutely sick. Although it's a two iron, it's got a lot of chunk behind it.
1: Yeah, no, I've yeah, it's nice.
2: Not it, too it, much it, chunk. It
1: just depends how you look at that club. Like you can, if you only focus your attention on the top line. Yeah, you don't see
2: the chunk. You don't see either. the
1: chunk. But then as soon as you start looking at the back, if you want a bit of
2: confidence, then it's there. I absolutely love that. I use that a lot for tea. And then at the minute the dilemma i've got is i've thrown an old nike hybrid in which again i do like don't know how you'll feel about this one yeah it just hangs up in the air it's the kind of club you put in and take out again i like the black head black face that's it that could go <laughs> but i like it three wood i've really tried hard to replace i've actually got another food at home that's, that's gone out the bag didn't you have a Cobra one? I got a Cobra one. Took it out the bag. This one, again, looks minging. You'll hate this behind them all. Old Nike Vapor. It's black. It's got your lime green on. So It's just a bigger version of the hybrid, isn't it? Yeah, but off the face, feels dead fast. Love it. And then driver-wise, this might get replaced this year just for the sake. But Cobra Speed Zone, Extreme. the forgiving one. Black and white. Well, I'll, take, I'll
1: take this one off of you. Yeah, okay. Because it's the worst that's the one, one that broke. I broke
2: love it behind the ball very big head very forgiving but I don't know I feel like I want to go for Ping this year there's something about the new Pings that are
1: uh, I I, d- I, re- yeah, I mean obviously a lot of people have seen the review I've never I, I didn't expect this year with the launch of TaylorMade Callaway Ping Cobra tight list, that Ping are really holding their own yeah in in relation to like Desire, like, people wanted about it the
2: don't they? this year, didn't they? It think a little class in the black and the silver, Yeah. the playing colours.
1: So we're on the fifth hole now, par five, two par fives back to this.
2: Back. Is where I drove you massively on this hole, remember when we played, and the next one. Oh, you did. Oh, I did.
1: You did. Can you remember? I can't remember that many videos we filmed on this hole.
2: Um, we don't often come over this part of the golf course very much.
1: The one that, the only one that really stands out. Hello. Hello. Is we filmed, um, we filmed part of the uh, Pro V1 um, refurbished ball video on here. Oh yeah. And we also filmed a bit of the Honma golf ball video on here as well. But not, yeah, not. We don't film that much on this hole. It's quite a nice hole, but we've not done loads on it.
2: How I think this podcast is coming out so far. I think yeah, it's good. It I like. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit out of breath am walking. Not out of breath. It's, it's hard sad. work. When I, whenever I've done that...
1: Instagram stories and stuff, while I've been doing my walks. People have gone, You're out of breath. It's because I'll be honest, I normally walk slightly faster than this. This is at a pace at 16.55 at the moment. So 16 minutes 55 per mile. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah. That's pretty. I'm normally closer to 15. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. When I want to walk. Because I've not got a camera, you know. I literally just head down and and off I go. So we are a little bit slower than normal, so... I don't
2: know how this is going to sound. The people obviously that's listening to this, it's either going to come out quite easy listening, quite decent, or quite boring. Well, that's that's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. a bonus. Do you want to see what else we've got in the bag, Rick? This is obviously not very good for people listening, but I can talk you through it. So, scorecard holders, you might think the kind of thing I would hate. In a sense, I do... But I also like nice ones. So I've like holders. You get the really cheap ones for like two quid in the pro shop. They're plasticky yeah. and they're ripped that easy. Or you can get a nice one. This one is a leather one. Nice. Oh, it certainly looks like it's leather. It feels like it's leather. smell it? Yeah, it smells leatherish. Let's, let's call it pleather. I'll move it halfway. <laughs> Inside, look at that. So I've got a nice. little Nike swoosh, pencil holder, obviously, the scorecard holder, etc.
1: It just looks a fraction too big. It is As big. in wide. Yeah, it
2: is quite big. But if I ever played comps, you not done for a little while. Obviously, a couple of years, maybe now. It is nice to keep your yeah. scorecard in there.
1: If, if you literally had, like, I only, like. The, I think the tour pros look pretty cool with them in the back pocket, though. I never yeah. like that. I oh, I like that. Like Bryson's one where it says bad, his initials, and like Rory has a sick one, and you know, I, I do. I do like them on tour pros because they have a lot more. In, it feels like they've actually they've got them for a reason.
2: You know, weird thing I do with my scorecard, actually say if we were this is one of the next hole now Actually, the 6 isn't it this is another par 5
1: most famous video we've filmed in this hole
2: uh, easy
1: this one easy tall Paul.
2: Yeah. yeah swapping clubs with the world's tallest golf at 7.5 gi- seven inches and, and you remember
1: <laughs> the funniest thing on this team so we filmed already with Paul I can't remember how many holes we'd played but we, we might have even played all five I can't remember the first five holes Um I couldn't get his name right.
2: Oh, you kept calling him Paul Strudges.
1: the guy is seven foot seven, he's right next to me, and probably five or six times in a row I got his name wrong. But well, you made his
2: name hard. <laughs> That's his name, simply Paul Sturgis. And you were calling him Paul Strudges. And
1: he's, he's right next to me. I mean like
2: I reckon I've one more never time been,
1: I've never been <laughs> as intimidated in my life. If you ever watch that video back and uh, oh no actually I think we might have shot a different intro actually in the end. But yeah, <laughs> This this is a par five, dog round the corner
2: with else, me and me Paul swap clubs. What I was gonna say then though is I had this weird like thing. Well say if we were playing this hole around a comp, right? And I got an eight or a nine, obviously be heartbroken. If I got to it on the scorecard, as soon as the ball in the hole, I write it down, and it's done then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't like I don't like I hate waiting a few holes in my scorecard, have to do it instantly and get it done, and then I can close the scorecard away, put it in the bag. And almost move on. In the bag? Yeah, I don't get in my pocket. Do you ever...
1: I, I'm quite superstitious. I never marked my scorecard until everybody's finished the hole. I'd never... I'd never, like, let's say playing in the comp with three of you. I would never... Even before other people have finished, I'd never mark my scorecard. One of them, maybe the reasons, because if you... You're marking someone else's scorecard, aren't you, really? You've got to wait. Yeah, you got to... But I find it a bit superstitious, even if... The guy I was marking had already finished, I'd have to wait for everyone else to finish. Yeah, I'd, I was a bugger for, for forgetting
2: putting it down on my, on my scorecard. Were you?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, no.
2: I'd have to, like,
1: nine holes go, erm...
2: Um, oh, I hate that. What did you get on four? I've oh, got a old duck bogey, mate, i told you six times. <laughs> what did you get on seven? <laughs> got 12, i lost my ball six times. I'd hate that.
1: Yeah, I was that guy. Tell me then, Guy, I don't know if people have ever heard this on the podcast, did you ever have an, an, um, aspirations to, like, be a player?
2: Yes, I was one of those naive children at the age of 15 or five who thought I was in the next time. <laughs> you no, know, I, I did, but I kind of... I was the same. What was quite good for me was I had a bit of a reality, reality check because as I was a junior golfer, I was at a golf court, a club where there was a lot of good juniors and I think we used to have like team matches and there was six of us in a team and at one point, every one of us was a single-figure handicap or better. Yeah. So it was a good standard. But what really kind of made me realise quite early on was the lad who I was a junior member with, like a really good friend at the time called Paul Howard. He was always better than me. And he went on to go and play in the Open.
1: I think I've taught him before. Uh,
2: Royal Troon, he played at the Open. Um, really good player. He's not made it, he's kind of sacked off golf thing now. But he was always a lower handicap than me. He was the an setup set and all that kind of stuff. And I always knew that he was better than me. I wasn't as good as him. And it doesn't mean I could never have got better than him, but I just knew it wasn't. So seeing yeah. him kind of made me realise, and then another friend of mine, Barry Taylor, who's a local teaching pro now, he was a very good player at like local, regional level, he's with loads of PJ stuff. Hilo, oh yeah, he's a lot older than me, um, but he was a really good player in the PJ Cup, was won countless pro-ams and local, regional events and stuff and national stuff, and even he never got a PJ uh, European tour card or anything, yeah. so I kind of, I think if I was the same level I was now... A golf club with that many juniors. Sorry, a level I was then. Let's say yeah. when I was fifteen. A golf club with that many juniors. I probably would have thought I was the next best thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, the, that's the trap I fell into a little bit. I was at a club where I was one of the best players, like, and I wasn't in the grand scheme of things. You know, our scratch team probably had two single figure handicaps. Yeah. In. So for me,
2: I was like with a like golden ball. Yeah,
1: a little bit. You know, and I, certainly when my mum was playing player, I used to play a lot of golf with my mum, and she would hype me up a bit too much, and like. It was at a time where I didn't really know what good looked like. Yeah. I hadn't, play, I hadn't ventured out that often. I hadn't played that many Junior Opens. And it was when I started playing in those Junior Opens and venturing out a bit more, I was like...
2: Oh, I am a long
1: way off this. I like, <laughs> like to of playing
2: events that Tommy Fleetwood was playing in. And I was off, like, five at 15 or 16. you he, think he's off, like, Scrap, sponsored by Nike and stuff. And it was just streaks ahead. Yeah. It was just a different level. Another thing as well always kind of made me realise... You know, the Faldo series, yeah. a junior, like, tour, if you like. I, I think you had to be, obviously, it was a category, certain ages, so you had to have, like, a nine-handicap or five-handicap, depending on what age you are at. And I was always low enough to enter, but not low enough to actually make the buffer to get yeah. in. So I thought, well, if I can't even get into them events where you had Rory, Ollie Fisher, Tommy Fleetwood, all these boys killing it. I couldn't even get into it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... But then again, you think, at 15 if you did spend the next five years absolutely grinding how good could it have got but well, you don't do it when you're that age so you start the old cliche of going out and drinking and
1: yeah, meeting bloody right.
2: girls yeah. and all that stuff
1: uh, it's a big reality check for me as well when I went to uh, college so I went to school College in Preston and uh, again I kind of was single figures can't quite remember how, what I was off maybe six or seven but again I was going in there thinking I was Billy Big Balls and I, and I <laughs> first day it was like handicaps went round and I was you know, not even close to being top 10. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. And I thought, that's all right, I've got two years, I can grind, I can get better. I got really good at drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I got really good at going out. What was your tipple back then? What would your drink have been of choice? Believe or it or not? not, Boddington's. Was it? Yeah. Does that to look hard? Does I don't like know. It? So like a roommate of mine. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. A roommate of mine, because um, I, I stayed in at college, I was only 16, like living away from home the best, best days of my life really living away from home two years uh, Monday to Friday I'd be away it wasn't that far it was only in Preston so like an hour away from where I live and uh, the lad I, I shared with a lad called Howard he um, he also kind of like bitter he was a bit same age as me but i had a, had a kind of wise head on him or some, to some degree wise head and he used to bring a crate of Boddington's on like a Sunday night and we'd have supped it in no time. And then we used to go out to a nightclub in Preston. And before 10 o'clock, it was 50p a pint.
2: That's outrageous. So, so we'd get
1: in there at nine. I think that's when it opened, maybe nine o'clock. And we used to literally, like for a fiver, you could buy 10 pints. So like loads of us like we'd get a big table, buy as many pints as we could have for 50p a pint. And they tasted awful, like horrendously bad. But it did the job. And uh, by the time like, you're on fourth pint, you know, at 16, <laughs> I, mean, I probably shouldn't have been in these nightclubs at 16, but I was. I, uh, I'd sapped off the other pints and I was ready for the night, really, but I could go out on like a tenner. Yeah. It was the best.
2: I was very big at the, when I was like, 18 or whatever on the vodka Red Bull scene. Well, yeah. It was, yeah, it's horrible drink, isn't it, really? Vodka and Red Bull mixed in. It must be horrendous for you. But I've never, been a big drink. I've never been a big fan of pints and stuff. And have you ever watched In Between Us? Yeah. There's a scene where Will says something like, doesn't a pint, pint seem a lot? You wouldn't drink pint after pint of orange squash, would you? <laughs> and it's true, and imagine if you had a pint of water now. I know. And then a half night, you had another pint of water. Well, Are you it? all right? And if someone,
1: someone to the bar said, do you want another pint? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gasping yeah. for another pint. You <laughs> <I laughs> wouldn't be, would like just...
2: Six pints of lago in a row. Six, like,
1: six glasses of water, like say six pints of water in a row would be hard enough.
2: Are you a cordial drinker?
1: Cordial? Yeah.
2: I don't really drink cordial.
1: No. What things does
2: you think? Coffee.
1: Water. I've gone way more into my water this year. And I still occasionally have a Diet Coke, but not nowhere near as often. I used to have a Diet Coke a day and cut back on the Monster and stuff.
2: <laughs> I can't cut back on the Monster, really. One can a day is all I do now, which is still probably Sugar. horrendous. But it's sugar-free, that's my only little caveat. <laughs> but normally, though, when people say... I think I've that story before where I went to a shop once and literally bought one can of sugar-free Monster. And some fella went, Oi, it's not good for you, that stuff, mate. And he walked out the shop smoking a spliff with a crate of lager on his shoulder, <laughs> and it's like, come on, like at least, you know, you're calling me out from one kind of sugar-free monster, and you're oh doing that God. kind of stuff.
1: That's crazy. Well, um, yeah, so when I, for me, when I turned about, when I came out of college, I was eighteen, and I, you know, I could have carried on at college. I could have actually, could have actually done five years at college, but I think I would have been a mess. The two years, I was only 18, I felt like I'd got my rebellious kind of uh, mode out of the way and I went into work. I got a job at Mia, which we've done some filming at in the past and uh, kind of got grafted into work. And then I remember, so I, was a, I turned professional probably six months later and again, knowing, I was only off like three or four handicap at the time. I remember playing in a local event again and thinking, come on, next couple of years, let's really grind it out. I just remember playing an event thinking I played really well and I was just nowhere near like a decent score. And it's uh like professional golf at the highest level is so bloody hard. I think you only really like you kids who make it know they're gonna make it don't they?
2: Yeah, I think that's it, you never want to discourage people and you do hear these amazing stories of a polter who turned pro off four and then made it. Or like it. Colin
1: Montgomery where he yeah. started playing golf when he was 18 and all that or something. Stuff.
2: But in reality I think if you're not... You've got to be much, much better than just being the best player of your club, haven't yeah. you? Like, you've got to be... The best in the county, yeah. the best
1: in the na- nation.
2: And That's the thing, and also, if you are, like, 14, 15, you're listening to this, obviously, keep playing. You might hit 60 and all of a sudden be amazing. Enjoy it. Don't let it be your life, because if it, if it doesn't turn out to be your career, you don't want to miss all those years where you are young and messing out with your friends and stuff just to play golf, if you end up re- re- regretting yeah, that. exactly. Find a balance and enjoy it and try your best, but do other stuff as well, because golf's not the be-all and end-all. That's the problem I had as a kid. For me, golf was my be-all and end-all. Yeah. I remember going on holiday when I was about 12, for a week I think with mum and dad, and I've honestly been devastated that I was missing the week of junior comps. Those there was three comps I missed, I mean, I was heartbroken, and it's like, you're on holiday, yeah. just a junior comp, but yeah. well, that was not life.
1: Yeah, I, I used to find it really hard, like when I was younger, and you'd have a bad round and it would get you
2: down big time. How's the cardio feeling?
1: All right, I feel like it's harder because I'm talking a lot. We've done one, 1.48 miles. We're currently on the ninth hole. Remember, we were on the third. We've so done six holes so far.
2: What are you thinking after your lunch? You're naughty because this, so are you going to keep it clean because you want a bit of care? I've kit? been,
1: honestly. So... Start of the year, I've said it in the podcast in the past, I've been doing these workouts. I want to do 250 uh, in the year, okay?
2: You on track for that, Phil?
1: January, <laughs> unbelievable. 22 workouts in 31 days. So that's a mixture of workouts at home, hit sessions, weight training sessions for the equipment that I've got, and then like 5 and 10K runs. Um, so I needed to at least get probably 20 workouts in february done now last monday i think i mentioned it to you after my first walk i actually banged my knee in the kitchen
2: oh yeah
1: and uh it's been kind of like niggling me a little bit not enough i can i can still walk i can still play golf at home and stuff and hit shots at home but doing like reverse lunges and doing squats and doing Goblet squats, or like my left knee is real i have had a bit of an issue with it in the past anyway. Long story short, I did a workout last Tuesday, and then
2: I'd had, I had—I've
1: done no workouts till today. This morning, I think I class these is
2: a workout. I've not been doing. would Four miles with a golf bag on your back. Yeah,
1: I've not been doing. So I think that's fair. Possibly. Yeah. May, maybe that's where. If I don't quite hit my quota this month, <laughs> I won't feel too bad because I would have walked. What's 4 times 28? Uh, uh, 72. No, not
2: 72. I'm thinking of 18. 132? Something like that. So I'd walked 132 miles, so I won't feel too bad. Yeah, but also, right, the other thing to think about, I don't know how many calories this is doing four miles in the okay. bag, but let's just say it's 400, 500. Yeah, 400, 500. But equally, so you didn't do this today, but you did a 300 calorie workout. You class that as a workout, but mm-hmm. so you're still yeah, doing you're right. this, you're still making a deficit.
1: Yeah, so I've been this weekend I didn't eat great. Dominoes on Friday. Oh I just uh... Not at Domino's.
2: I like dominoes, we've had this discussion before, I think. I like dominoes, yes. What's it's the just the price that? you pay for what you get, it's extortionate. Yeah it is. 55 quid. No you didn't. Yeah yeah. For two of you. Two of us. Oh my god. I'm mad, <laughs> guy, it? 55
1: quid! Yeah. Two pizzas. Large. Oh my god. Probably three sides. Two portions of cookies and a tub of ice cream.
2: But could literally get it from the Tesco with so, We weren't big. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, but... I we, think where, where they've got you is oh it wasn't God. a planned... It, it never feels like a planned Domino's. Like, it's always, can't be ask cooking, let's let's, let's order something.
2: Um, someone's had a podcast sponsored by Top Tracer recently. <laughs> what's that? So someone's had a podcast <laughs> sponsored by Top Tracer recently.
1: I felt like as was off like five, five or six days, I did that on Friday actually. Five or six days doing this, I felt like I needed to treat myself.
2: No, I do, I do like Domino's pizza. Um, it's just like I said, it's just because, I do know if I can fill it steak, let's say, it's 25 quid for a steak, it's, it's ludicrous, but it's cooked to a way yep. that I could never do at home. I could buy one for seven or eight quid. But with a pizza, it's like, yes, Domino's is nice. Do Which is effing <laughs> shit. Um, They're just this like is, one... This is
1: like a behind the scenes like X-rated version. Um, yeah, I think wedges are terrible.
2: Soggy. Soggy. And you buy them from. I've seen that, that picture before, was it? No. Domino's employee at Attila Nasda with like 12 packets of wedges. No way. Wouldn't yeah. surprise
1: me. Yeah, it's just. It, it, it's the speed. I think it's are pretty quick. It's a delivery. Delivery. I think i would already had a couple of beers, so I couldn't go out and drive. But anyway, that's why. <laughs> So I had a little bit of a spurge on Friday and then I drank way too much wine this weekend. Did you?
2: You're very into wine, aren't you? Yeah,
1: two bottles. I didn't mean to either. <laughs> I didn't honestly. <laughs> the problem with wine, this is the difference between me, like when I drink beer, there's there's two barriers that stop me drinking beer.
2: Can I try and guess one? The volume of liquid.
1: Okay, three barriers. <laughs> There's three barriers that drop that stop me.
2: Volume of liquid. Yeah. It tastes after a while. No, it tastes
1: good. It tastes uh, better after a while. I don't know. Go on. What Sounds
0: ridiculous. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: After you've finished a bottle or a can or whatever, there's a lot of stuff. You've got to go and get oh, another okay. one. Yeah. you got to go to the fridge, right? <laughs> right. Not a big deal, but if you're drinking a lot, you've then got to open the bottle. Right. And again, pain. So, let's say I'm watching TV or I'm watching a film or whatever. You can't take multiple beers to the couch because they're going to go. They're going to go warm. That red wine, different story.
2: You don't have that like, cold here, red wine. No. no
1: volume of volume of liquids not too bad. You can have it there with your glass, on the couch, watching whatever, Netflix, and without even needing to open the top, because you, you leave the top open. I'm not posh, I don't have corks, I have screw tops. Bang, straight back in throw the i a
2: massive spanner in the works, though. I've got a massive, huge spanner here, there. Throw it into the works. you Invisalign and all that. Yeah, and I've taken it out. Yeah, yeah, but isn't it going to damage your teeth?
1: Well, I don't think red wine's good for your teeth, no, but... <laughs> I, bru- I brushed my teeth a lot after red wine, probably twice.
2: But yeah, that's me. Well, I guess what? This going to surprise you. I had a, a bottle of beer on Saturday. That does surprise um, me. So I'm not really a big drinker. I'm definitely not a big beer drinker. But we've been watching this programme, this documentary. It's not the best. about have like, couples who start a new life in the sun. So they go over to Spain or to Portugal. Right. whatever. <laughs> Opening up, opening up a business a documentary
1: or just a TV programme like a TV programme yeah.
2: it's on Channel 4 well, like mini
1: documentaries yeah
2: Place in the Sun It's not well yeah but not that it's the same thing it's called <laughs> New Life in the Sun and there was this man his wife who moved to France and opened up a brewery to make like the new beers and stuff and basically they were starting up this this new beer and people were trying it and loving it oh it's a lovely beer it's this it's that and I sat there thinking I don't like beer particularly really I don't think I do anyway but I fancy trying another beer so it's the shop, and I got this bottle of Bud, and it was 660ml, 600, so it was two it's two like small a bottles. Bottle. Yeah. like big Yeah. And a screw cap. Just quite yeah. enjoyed that. It's quite novel. <laughs> and I, I Budline enjoyed it. It was actually all right. What have you, have you never liked the taste of something? Never liked the taste of beer. I remember when I was like at the age where we started going out and drinking, and it's still very much the Alka-Pop scene then. Yeah, yeah. So that was always a tipple. Cardi Breezers. Yeah. You're 3 WKDs. for 5 Get a pint glass, lash them in. Hooch. That was just before my time, Hooch. I'm talking Bacardi Breezer, Smyrna Smyrnafax Wicked, VK, the fake Wicked.
1: I'd I really like, if like Americans listen to this, they'd be like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, it's basically about-
2: like fizzy drinks, but blog- yeah, alcoholic. Alka And then it was very much the vodka scene. I also had the cider scene at uni as well. I You're like getting like a white like, light yeah. and putting like... like oh yeah, when I, was a, when I was young. young. Um, so I never got, I never just, I don't genuinely like the taste of, of lager. Um, but I think it's one of those things where if you've never really tasted it much, you never grow to like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I do like it. It's just a it's just a slight pain in the arse. When, but then I, I wouldn't massively order a, a red wine if I went out to a pub.
2: How can you have a little red wine tipple? Yeah,
1: but as in like, if I was out with the lads, obviously that's not happening at the moment, but I wouldn't really order a red wine because it, it goes too quick.
2: And I see you being red wine after like four or five pints. 100%. You were... You worm your way into the red 100%. wine. YouTube golf day, you red wine, I feel like.
1: 100%. Yeah. And really, I don't feel as bad after it in the day after.
2: I don't i am been hangovers after you? YouTube
1: golf day, to be fair, though.
2: You don't Generally, get too bad a hangovers. No. Do you
1: remember I ordered that pizza? and had none of it.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I ordered a goat's cheese and, and caramelised onion pizza, and had zero. <laughs> so now we're on the 11th.
2: This is a famous hole.
1: Par three up the hill. Just a quick one. Last... Tenth hole that we just walked down, most famous video we filmed on there. Again, not a hole we've used very often. Ooh. Um
2: left-handed irons.
1: Correct. Not left-handed. No, no, left-handed, just left-handed handed, yeah. no, I when I played left-handed for the 1 million special, started off with a double uh, quadruple bogey, was it something?
2: <laughs> also, just to add, it's been snowing pretty much the whole time we've played walking, only slightly. Yeah. But your hat's got a few granules on it.
1: Yeah, it has. So 11th hole here, par 3 up the hill. Start a lot of videos here, just because we've done two miles now. Have we? Start a lot of videos up here because uh, it's quieter part of the golf course. So if we get out here early, we can start on 11. Might hear a bit of road noise in a minute, but...
2: Do you think people are still listening to the podcast at this point?
1: I think Why would you not?
2: Well, I would. I am. <laughs> I'm listening back to it now. In the car, nodding along to myself, going, yeah, i to it, guy. Good <laughs> podcast, mate. Cheers, guy. Nice one, mate. <laughs> Great, five stars, of course, I will, mate. No worries. I really do want to start playing more golf when we can. Um, Would you join the club again? Well, marry Marriott, very kindly, let us use it here. Oh, yeah. Do like it here. But the only thing with here is, it's about 25 minutes away from my house, which is easily commutable. It's working it for you. It feels a bit... Well, it does, but that's well, like. not that. That in a bad way, because obviously, it's just like me, for me, three or four times a week... I don't know if I want to spend a weekend here as good as the course is but also it's not even like we work inside we work on the golf course don't we Um, I don't know maybe in the future next five years or so I might join possibly one of the really fresh linked courses on the coast yeah I'm not far from all that kind You're of not stuff. At all. You're really close you. Your Virtdales, your SNAs, your Hillsides, West Lanks.
1: Like like if you were from the hillside, were it like 25 minutes?
2: Yeah, something like that. You know, weirdly though, I'm not to come to a completely different kettle of fish, but I'm only about 20 minutes from the mirror. Yeah. But it's just for how much those places cost and how much I play, it's not worth it. Yeah. But if I got properly back into it, I would debate it. And would you would
1: what are you doing it for?
2: I like you Get a handicap bit of that, but I think less of that I'm happy about because I'm, I've realised now that that's not the be-all and end-all. I just like playing golf. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago I was doing it nine before nine? Yeah, God, you were. So I played nine holes it. before nine o'clock and then go to work. And I really got into it. I loved it.
1: It is getting lighter in the morning already as well. It's like seven o'clock, it's getting lighter. There's
2: a man on Did his bike here doing, well, he's off his bike, doing laps around the tee. Fair enough.
1: Do you think golf should be shut right now?
2: Do I do? Well, so, two schools of thought. Are two people, if that's what it would be, out on the golf course, is it any different to two people walking on a walk, yeah. which is allowed? Possibly not. Oh, yeah. It's just more the fact that, at the minute, the message still is stay at home. Yeah. Unless it's essential travel, isn't it? So is it essential to be playing golf? Possibly not. And it's like, and this is super hypothetical, but if there's more cars on the road... Is going to be more accidents which then leads to the NHS being busier? Yeah. I know all well, that's not really the case, but it's hard
1: to measure, but still it
2: is. it's I don't know, I think. And then we'll draw the line. I know fishing's allowed at the minute. Yeah. Well why is that allowed and not golf? But then it's like, well if golf's allowed, why is tennis allowed not allowed, for example, then yeah. if tennis is not allowed, or well, I don't know, so it's
1: I, I do think it's hard, isn't if it? you put a blanket cover on outdoor individual sports you can make it work yeah because you can't even just put outdoor sports on because then football will be allowed and i'm not sure 22 people running around the field touching each other is the best thing if it's an individual sport i mean we're in like a work bubble kind of anyway so we work together so we can you know we can be a little bit more uh easy with it we don't have to be as quite as over the top if that's the right word or whatever but it's like I, I, I think it should be open personally I just think you could limit it to two people to one person go out on your own and play or something or have five minute intervals and play on your own or whatever it may be but you're, like, like you're right it's the amount of people that are coming to the golf course is probably the biggest I think concern. it's just
2: for me and again I'm not pro or against it I think it's just the fact that at the minute the message is maybe stay at home unless yeah. you can't work from home so then it would blur the lines, but actually, yeah, you can go and play golf. Yeah. And that's what you say about fishing, it's a bit liking you go and fish at the minute if you remember staying at home. Yeah. So I don't know. But hopefully, from what they're saying in the newspapers, etc., they want the schools to be back in March, 8th of March is it, and after that they're gonna look at what's like golf. So we'll see. I must admit
1: that a lot of people listening will be doing this as well. Like homeschooling is bloody hard,
2: like oh god, I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine really.
1: Obviously, I've got three kids. I mean, my wife does an amazing job, she used to be a school teacher. She'd rather teach 30 strangers than three (laughs) hour three at the moment. Well, actually, only two of them are in education. The little boy's still too young, but they're not not enjoying it. Like, it's all on Teams, it's all done, you know, electronically. It's not not the best learning environment in the world. Um, And it's a lot. Like, they're doing like four or five hours a day. And I know they'd be doing more in school. But in school, it's more interactive. Like, this is four or five hours, either worksheets or laptops or whatever it may be. So, I think in the UK, a lot of uh, parents listening to the podcast will relate to how tough that's been at the moment. Homeschooling's been paying the ass. I've been taking them in the garage a few times doing pee, <laughs> <laughs> letting them do golf. So, I'm not working
2: out recently. I come for you teaching now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm not sure which one of my kids is going to take golf most get into it most ivy my eldest has been the the standout at the moment who's shown the most interest um but it'll be interesting to see if my youngest daughter or my son kind of really picks up on it i think they'll all be involved and i'm not one bit i like, have to watch that tiger documentary i'm certainly not going to earl woods them and Force, force them into it. because.
2: But you know what's weird with golf, though? Like, I kind of grew up with golf. But equally, I can understand how, as a youngster, if your parents play, you could either fall in love with it naturally and it always becomes second nature. Or hate it. Yeah. Because, ultimately, you're walking around the field hitting a ball with a stick, aren't you, really? Yeah. Like, that either excites you or it doesn't. And I think, obviously, kids should all try to have this option have a try because I think it does give you a lot of valuable life lessons golf I would say I, I think it does make you be very honest and stuff and manners and a lot of the time you can converse with adults a lot better and, you way know, better your junior organiser the club pro the manager of the golf club the bar staff etc yeah. from an early the, age the elder elder members that you play exactly. with exactly all that kind of stuff but equally I even have got older I have to, I have to get bored of 18 holes yeah like, it's long, isn't it? It is long. Um, I mean, we're only walking it today. It's pretty long. But... but then equally, on the other side of the coin, I challenge anybody to... So imagine if you've got Tiger Woods on the 18th Augusta with a six-foot putt, and if he holds it, it's one. If he misses, it's not. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. You can't not get excited by that. But it's just that it takes four days to get to that yeah. point. <laughs> so it's a hard one, isn't it? How are you finding the walk so far? Um easy in a sense of actually doing it but trying to talk and not sound out of breath it's quite difficult isn't it <laughs> yeah really hard what's the uh what about the back the bagger on your back i must admit a lot better than i was expecting because i thought after a hole or 2 be dying to put it down it's not too bad but equally i'm quite looking forward to taking it off do you think this lockdown has been more difficult than the other one yeah yeah
1: yeah i do and the main reason weather yeah for me for for My kind of set-up at home, it's just more the stir-crazy, like not being able to go and do something. Yeah. Like, at least in the summer, or last lockdown, March, April time, we had amazing weather. Go out in the garden, go out for walks. Because even walks at the moment, obviously I'm doing this now, and it is fairly easy, I just stick my boots on and go, but going out with the kids walking... Got to get wrapped up, coats on, shoes on, or wellies or whatever. And when you get home, you've got to clean everything. And so it's like that's the bit that's slightly harder for me. The one thing I, it does feel different this time. It doesn't feel like everybody is in lockdown this time. Yeah. Where last time it felt like everybody was in lockdown, didn't it? The
2: first lockdown, if you remember, live sport was cancelled. Yeah. Now, not that that's a massive issue, but it made it feel almost more real like a ghost
1: town yeah almost,
2: it? Um, and all the tv programs were just running repeats and stuff cause yeah. they weren't getting filmed i know that sounds silly but it just felt almost i don't know but it's, it's a tough time for everybody isn't it? and i think another thing obviously to, to touch on in the podcast i've had so many emails off people who say like thanks so much for the podcast it really helps during lockdown or binge them all and stuff and that's obviously amazing but also we obviously don't want to be negative in the podcast but I don't ever want anyone to think that we're all chipper and that's how we are all yeah. the time, because I'm definitely not. I have times I feel, like, worked up or feeling down. But obviously, when you're doing the podcast, you put on a bit of a front because you want it to be good for other people. Yeah. So, like, if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, those two are always happy or anything like that, it's definitely not the case.
1: No. I, you know, for, for me, it's been more... Like, there's nothing to look forward to. Yeah, that's, that's true. what That's what I hate about it all. Like... It's not like we've got a ho- I've got a holiday to look forward to or, you know, a night out I'm planning with my friends or family or, you know, th- there's nothing to, to get excited about, which is the biggest, you know, um, it's probably the biggest thing. Like, I remember asking you on a Monday, I'd ring you on the Monday morning, what have you been up to, guy? And you like reel off 10 things and I'd reel off a load yeah. of things. It's like, and now it's like, I don't even ask.
2: 'Cause there's nothing so, to say like, is there, what, yeah?
1: what could you have done? Like
2: <laughs> gone for walks, that's yeah. about it.
1: <laughs> like there's nothing to actually do. You talk about what's been on TV or whatever or
2: But weirdly though, the way I'm looking at, it at the minute is I'm trying to always use that as a positive and think, actually, this is all short term, fingers crossed. All that's gonna come back. There'll be golf, they'll be going out for meals, they'll be seeing friends, yeah. going on holidays, like surely, you know, after the vaccination's rolled out and all that stuff, um, We'll be in a better place, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Like I say, we've seen the vaccinations now in the UK, they've done like twelve million people. Yeah. So what well, I don't and again, you might not know the answer, but so those twelve million people have been vaccinated, the first vaccination. Yeah. Do they take priority now over more new people being vaccinated? No,
2: I think um they've got they want to try and get these up to the age of 50, I think, vaccinated, and then I think possibly going to do the second one. I think they want to do it within three months of the first one, I right. think. I'm not okay. fully clued up, but...
1: So they want, they're want they going to do a massive, let's say, 20 million?
2: Well, even more example. than that, but yeah.
1: And then three months, start again with that 20 million?
2: Yeah, I think what they're saying essentially is that the first dose gives you X amount of percentage, if you like, and obviously the second one tops it up to 90-odd, yeah. let's just say. But they were thinking if they get more people to have at least some level of protection it should help to slow down the spread and whatever, but
1: it is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Like the amount of times that me and Claire have said that to each other, like it's it's just mad. Like the world isn't what it used to be. What what's what's it gonna be like when things go back to somewhat of a normal? I think it's a new normal. I don't think
2: the thing is though. I think it happens slowly. So you don't. It's not like it's like Monday the first of March, whatever. Yeah. It's life normal. It's slow, isn't it? So schools go back. So that becomes kind of hopefully just a the normal. There might be some things in place that like you wear a mask when you get your children or something. But then it'd be like bars might reopen in let's say June. But it might be the fact that you have to again rule a six and.
1: It's so and it's then, a, it's like no alcohol. Yeah.
2: It'll just be. Um, Slowly but surely, won't it? It's like in the summer just had a lot more stuff went normal again, but you didn't really think about it, did you? It just kind of felt normal and I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, question we had on the last podcast I didn't get time to cover. It was a guy, I can't remember his name, so I'm doing a bit of a disservice. I think it was Andy, um, but I'm not too sure. And he basically said that he is like a nomadic golfer, so he plays at all different courses, not a member anywhere, and he's always quite keen to obviously either call ahead or look online at the dress code. I'll make sure that obviously he's not going to rock up and get turned away or embarrassed, or whatever. One of the things he said is that now golf shoes are becoming so much more like a trainer, which they are. So the Nike Puma Adidas are kind of driving that. That he's always kind of quite apprehensive that he's going to turn up somewhere with a pair of those style shoes on, and if it's an older club or something, might turn him away because they think they are a trainer. And then that got me thinking as well that a lot of these now, and I've got a pair of like Puma ones now that basically are a trainer. But at what point does it actually just become a trainer? Yeah. And is, is there going to be a point where I don't know? Do you know what I mean? What, what do you think?
1: Well, there's definitely there's a there's a thin tread, pardon the pun, between trainers and golf shoes now, and that's the only difference. The sole of a golf yeah. shoe is the only difference. It's not as if you know I, I wore those Nike Air Max
2: ones loads. Well, even waterproof are they? Most no. of those
1: and it's not like they support your ankle any more than a normal trainer. It's not like they do anything different. It's just that the sole is typically heavier. So I know that's what you said when I had that Nike Nike Air Max 97s. Yeah. And you picked them up and went, oh, my God, they're so heavy, because they are compared to a trainer because of the sole and the extra grip that they've applied. But you're right, it's very, 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 like, on the the cuff of being just a trainer now, isn't it? Well,
2: that's it, and you kind of think... Is there any point in buying them? Can you just wear a trainer?
1: To answer his question about going to nice places... oh yeah. You're hello, right. are you okay? To answer his question about going to nice places, I must admit, I probably always kind of ride on the air of caution in the fact that... Take a spare
2: pair. Pardon? <laughs> like take a more smart pair as well Yeah, I
1: probably... You know, if I know I'm going somewhere really posh, I probably wouldn't wear the golf shoes that, you know, may get pulled, I might go a little bit more of a sensible choice, potentially. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, you know, I don't, I, I just do it because either I'm there for work and I can't afford not to be, you know, be making videos or whatever it may be, but...
2: How far have we done now, by the way, in miles? Three miles. Three miles, so we've got one left.
1: We're on the, oh, we've missed all the famous holes, 13, 14, we're on 15 now.
2: This was a nice story. Nice we could shot have in. filled
1: off 15 the videos we filmed on there. Now, this is 15, dog leg left, par four. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, it's tricky, really, isn't it? So I, I know I've been to golf courses in the past that have sold in the clubhouse or in the pro shop items of clothing that are not actually allowed to be used out on the golf yeah. course. Your standard find- round
2: neck. Hugo Boss top, yeah gear.
1: Or even like actual, what's seen as golf gear, so not even off-course fashion, actual gear that's designed to be on the golf course to play, yeah. yet the club rules don't allow it to be used at that said golf course. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do like dressing like a golfer. Yeah? Personally, yeah. But I understand people who would rather just not... I don't know, but no, then what is dressing as a golfer well, these days? Well,
2: if someone said, this is silly now, I always think to myself, what would I want to wear and have in a bag and everything? If someone said to me now, go and play 18 holes, it really matters, for whatever, you're going to get your mortgage paid, or you know what I mean, there's something on it that really matters. And if that was the case, I would play in golf trousers, tucked in with a belt, I'd wear spiked shoes, because, like you said, it makes you feel like a golfer. Yeah. So I know what you mean, I think it's certainly for us who've grown up, in that kind of era where it all is dress code and a smart polo and slacks and all that gear. But I don't know, does it actually help performance, like wearing a pair of pants over a jogger bottom yeah. or something? It doesn't, does it? Yeah. Um,
1: you just want clothes that are, uh, you can move in, that you know, that give you flexibility, give you warmth, that gives you everything you need to perform. How it looks after that is kind of just down to your own individual style. But like I say, it's unfortunately governed quite a lot by rules of golf and stuff. Well, do you remember
2: when Nike tried to push the tights? Yeah. A few years ago, I had an event in London with Tommy Fleetwood and he came, I've got a picture, he wore like golf shorts, it was like a plain black, like chino stretchy style shorts, with literally like legging tights underneath, and they were really trying to push this new kind of modern golf athlete, and that, that, that was how athletes in golf would now dress going forward, and obviously he wore it for that event and never yeah. wore it on tour, and it kind of quite quickly just vanished. So brands have tried to make it a little bit more sporty, Yeah. but it's just, I don't know, it's weird. I wouldn't be surprised if in five or ten years the golfers on tour are dressed completely different.
1: Yeah. It seems like tour athletes definitely get away with more, Yeah. like, as in some of the golf courses that they play. Obviously, like the best golf course, I can imagine some of the, you wouldn't actually be allowed to wear what they wear he just
2: went and pitched up and played. Do you remember when Poulter wore the Arsenal shirt? Oh, yeah. He wore the, uh, the Burgundy Arsenal shirt when he was, I think he was out of contract with like Titus Foot Joint at the time. Uh, or Lindeberg, or whatever it was, in the proper Poulter era, visors and his blonde hair through and all that. And he wore a proper Arsenal shirt for a tournament. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was to be fair, it was one that had a collar on it at the time. But obviously, if you went to that, I can't remember what the course was, but if you went to there in an Arsenal shirt, there's no yeah. way they let you on, would they? <laughs>
1: Uh, it's like, you know, it's like it's even like the, the, the trainers or the style of socks that they wear or... There's you know, so many daft rules. What new videos have we got coming up, Guy?
2: We've got a good one about the new 2021 Titus Pro V1.
1: Which should be out now already.
2: Um, versus the Striction Z-Star 2021. And we were kind of inspired as such because when Titus bring out a new ball, certainly the Pro V1, it's very hard to firstly test it because you're talking absolute marginal gains to no gains if there is any anyway so that's very difficult Titleist obviously don't want to change it too much because it's
1: what people for, have become accustomed let's, to
2: let's view it as the Pro V1 is Titleist's biggest and best product it's like your favourite restaurant having a signature dish isn't it? it's like
1: best comparison ever
2: go on Heinz baked beans yes exactly which yeah. <laughs> we talked about in the last episode you can't change the baked bean the humble baked bean is what it is you can make a low-salt version that's there for people health-conscious or whatever, but you don't want to change the formula. So Pro V1 can't change much, but obviously there's new Strix and Z-Star as well, which I know are good balls. I used them a little while ago, probably about six years ago, maybe a bit more actually, now, yeah, seven years ago, whatever it was, in American Golf I was working there. They were on staff discount. They were about 35 quid a dozen, but for whatever reason we got them up 20 quid. So I bought some and they were really good, just like a like a Pro V1. <laughs> Again, I prefer just if you give me for free, I'll have the Pro V1s just because the Pro V1s, but just as good. So this video is a test between the two. As you said, it's been out probably already now, people have seen it or whatever.
1: And then we've got Well Some more coaching. More coaching videos. TP5, telema TP5 balls, we might test out as well. Mizuno drivers.
2: Drivers that you've bought, so if it's have come yet.
1: 5 still not come a driver I bought from a brand um, that is
2: Extreme
1: yeah (laughs) nice so that's going to come up soon as well Um, it's just it's just like say we kind of somewhat still obviously keen on making content we want to make fun entertaining educational content there's lots of people still around the world are playing golf just like say we're just desperate for everybody to be playing golf again because you know, England, Wales, Ireland currently aren't, obviously, so it's like, that would be amazing. And, you know, golf courses, they're good to get them back open. I think we're
2: seeing a little bit of a dip, obviously it's like an internal thing, but with, like, casual golfers, you know, viewing videos, so people aren't hardcore super golfers, but that watch golf videos occasionally, there's no reason for them to be watching golf at the minute, is yeah. that they can't play golf, um, they can't get onto the golf course, they've got no interest... So hopefully, in March, April, May time, those people will come back, enjoy watching golf stuff. Maybe the Masters might help out as well, get the casual back in. Picks for majors this year. I don't think I've ever oh got them God. right.
1: I think we did last year in the office, but never checked them again.
2: I feel like I'm so far out of the, the tour golf scene to no, know, but... You can't literally, you can't go past much like the top guys, can no. you? Your Dustins, your Brooks. Obviously, you think- both won last weekend.
1: I honestly can see a Dustin Johnson domination for a few really? years.
2: I just think he's, he's... What was he so good at last weekend? I didn't watch any of it. <laughs>
1: Do you know what it was? It sounds ridiculous. It's temperament.
2: Really?
1: He, he even said it himself. He hit a lot of really bad shots. But didn't all he like does, he goes up there, finds it, hits it again. Yeah. He topped a shot. Did he? He topped an iron. Wow. And, I, and I, when I say, to, like, he was going for the green on a par five... Long iron in hand. He topped it, fatted it completely. And it went... I don't know how far it went. In fairness, about 100 yards or whatever. I mean, how much of it... Like, he's in the tournament. It's sec- like, Saturday of the tournament. And then uh, pitched it to three foot, knocked in for bird.
2: That's the thing, <laughs> though. If you are not these elite, elite players, you know that every part of your games fire. So if you do miss the green, if it's a drivable par four... And you miss the green in the thick rough. You're still probably gonna put it close. I even yeah. if you don't put it that close, you're still gonna probably hold the putt because yeah. you've got to put in. It's like there's almost less to worry about because every aspect's so tidy.
1: Yeah.
2: They can right. recover from anything.
1: I just I just think he's absolutely awesome. I really do. I've really, you know, in the last few months, even watching the highlights from this weekend, it's just the way he plays golf is so like it's not exciting, granted. Hello, hello. It's not going to get loads of new people into golf, you know, like Tiger did in the day. But the way he just puts around together a tournament together, he's always up there. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I think um, he's going to do really well. I do. I say this a lot. I do kind of want to get more into watching the golf and stuff. I've got Sky. I have now TV, so I can watch it on my TV, on my phone, etc.
1: I just, I don't watch I don't. much of it live, though.
2: Well, yeah, I just watch the clips on. I just Friday. watch clips.
1: I just, I just constantly Twitter Instagram go on the PGA Tour or European Tour and, and just just watch clips because then I feel like I've, and then every now and again they'll put a highlight reel on
2: I like them they're good
1: so that I can just I know what I need to you know say um, what are we on now? right we're on 3.6 miles and we've got a 500 yard par 5 left nice so this should be bang on
2: found it alright? Yeah, I need a toilet a bit. <laughs> I must admit, actually, the bag, truthfully, isn't that as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not obviously particularly pleasant, but it's. Because um, I was thinking, I said to you before, in fact, if me and you were playing golf and we both went down the first night, one left out in the trees and we were looking for three minutes for a ball, But bag gets quite yeah. heavy.
1: Yeah. It definitely, over this last week, it's definitely kind of hurt my shoulders a little bit and hurt my back. Yeah but nothing that's not kind of manageable. It's weird it's snowing, yet it's beautiful sunshine. (laughs) So, last hole, 18th hole here at the Marriott. You've heard me say that statement along many times. Most famous video we filmed on here.
2: I'd say a fake driver.
1: Nice. Yeah, I would. And I bought the M5, what was it,
2: M6? It was the fake, tailor-made M6. Oh,
1: can't remember that that it was non-adjustable it was M6 yeah from sounds weird saying that now M6 I
0: know
1: from Wish and it basically broke Um, (laughs) a bit of a water feature on the path it has proper rained recently that's why I wore the boots
2: yeah I realise now (laughs) last thing then we started the podcast just over a year ago now a bit of a be honest now, we would say to some degree because everyone was doing one, well, we thought let's try it, let's see what it's like a bit.
1: Well, I reckon there was two two main reasons. I'm not sure if this this was the year before. So, Eric Anders Lang, I went on his. Yeah, I was always a big fan of Eric's podcast. Went on his when we were in the Isle of Man and thoroughly enjoyed the actual being on a podcast,
2: the chatting, just the chatting, long form and
1: long form, not some too, children screaming, not too by the way, on yeah. so just, some kids whizzing past and um it, you know what it was it was actually also seeing to some degree the setup is fairly easy yeah like once i bought the equipment it was fairly easy so the one thing that i wanted to try and do kind of last year was to get one going up on a regular basis and to have someone to chat to and obviously you're, you were perfect for that have you enjoyed doing it? Have yeah, ever, I love it. Have you ever listened back to, like, first versions now?
2: Yeah, I, well, I must admit, I used to listen back to every episode in the car or whatever, and that wasn't uh, for, like, um, like a vanity reason. Just to hear, it's, good, it's good to hear how the the viewer, the listeners hear it, obviously. But recently, I've stopped listening back to them as much. But I've enjoyed it. I think there's obviously quite a good community. A lot of them involved in the Facebook page and stuff. Obviously, a lot of people aren't on Facebook as well. Getting loads of emails. to do honestly reply to as many as we can. The amount of ratings we've had on Apple, and again, we joke about that, but the amount of people that have rated the podcast and stuff, it's ridiculous. Certainly in the UK, there's not many podcasts with a higher amount of ratings, certainly in the sports world. That's mad, that. Um, But I think it is the kind of... I sometimes worry that it's a bit too rough, it's a bit too... But people like it, I think, don't they? And if you don't like it, that's fine. You wouldn't be listening this far in to us walking around an empty golf course. So (laughs) I think,
1: I think the the, what it's allowed us to do, um, (laughs) another water feature I'm walking through is it it served its purpose almost perfectly in the fact that I certainly wanted a, a platform. Where I could talk openly without really too much structure, without really any kind of need for it to be short or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, we could address things that happened either positively or negatively. Uh, We could inform people of what's coming up, you know, and and really build kind of this community, almost like a behind the scenes more, you know, and, and it has stood up on its own and become a, its own kind of viable, you know, platform. And, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a... uh, What's the right word? I think for a period of time, it still felt like like a burden.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, to do the podcast. To do it, do you
1: know what I mean? Where now it doesn't. Like, it's still not perfect yet. I'd still like to get us a proper podcast studio where everything's set up. We've got mega microphones and a really good way of filming it. Um, Which we might have had if not all this had happened, potentially already. But I think that's kind of the next stage to it, which, to the viewer, they might not really notice any different, maybe by better sound quality or whatever it may be. But certainly making more little video clips, like I sometimes would like to talk about topics that maybe weren't just solely on the podcast. I'd like to have more guests on as well.
2: Yeah, the only thing I think we guessed is they seem to be people's favourite episodes, that's great, and some of the guests we've had have been fantastic. But they're often quite different to this, aren't they? Which Very is different. fine. And it's almost like if you're a weekly listener, because like this, this random chat and there's a guest, and it's quite formal, might be different. And equally, if you prefer guests, and you. Choose, so it'd almost be good to have like a structure with like certain episodes every now and again were guests. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's like a bonus episode, but who knows? Yeah,
1: I, I definitely think so.
2: Have we hit the magic number yet? Not yet. But we are
1: five short.
2: Flipping heck
1: how many yards are in a mile
2: I don't know I always thought it was a thousand but it's not I don't think it's uh
1: we'll carry on walking around the putting yeah.
2: I'm not too sure um, I've enjoyed so, it
1: thanks for joining me today
2: it's alright you told me I had to so I don't have much choice <laughs> in I'm
1: going to do one with my mum tomorrow
2: oh are you that'll be nice it's to be a bit
1: weird I don't think she's she's not, not going to bring a golf club she's just going to walk it
2: carry yours you've done all this crap that's true
1: so guys thanks so much for supporting the charity so far, like I say, 26,000 raised so far. I'd love to get up to 30 by next week. We'll keep updating on the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed this little bonus episode. Can we go, we'll go that way, sorry? Go left, yeah, we can go left. We'll go 0.2 of a mile left. Is that what we've got still? only oh, 0.2. Yeah. Like 0.2. Oh, yeah. But... Like 3.98 now.
2: Oh, right, okay.
1: 3.99. Any last words?
2: Um, I need a toilet. There's a good bush over there, so <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's good, thanks for having me thanks for coming
1: and uh that is the four miles done let's take a selfie let's finish it off thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll see you next monday